we give our time, attention, and love. We enjoy sharing and following friends, family, colleagues, and inspirational leaders aligned with our passions and interests in a hyper-connected world. We're all about tribes. We join tribes that speak to us and align with our vibe. In Tribe Goals, we share time with key lifestyle and industry change makers as they share some of their inspirations, thinking, and flow with their communities. We'll see how they started and grew their tribe, as well as which they have joined and how that has fueled them. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith, and we'll navigate our favorites in our show, Tribe Goals. On today's episode of Tribe Goals, we talk with Athleisure Mag's June cover for issue number 54, veteran NBA champion Matt Barnes, who played 14 seasons in the league. His ability to bring his energy and focus to the court was seen on a number of teams, from the LA Lakers, Golden State Warriors, and the Sacramento Kings, just to name a few. His unapologetic honesty and loyalty to himself, as well as who he works with, shine through on the court and continues to be seen through his philanthropy, his skincare brand, Hue for Every Man, the cannabis industry, as well as his focus on social justice. With the confluence of COVID-19 and the movement of Black Lives Matter, he continues to be at the forefront of ensuring that voices are heard and that people understand the importance of voting at the local, state, and national level for changes to be made. He has lent his voice to rallies in his hometown of Sacramento for George Floyd, as well as Stephen Clark. We talk about this as well as his successful podcast, All the Smoke on Showtime, his enterprises, the upcoming NBA season, playoffs, and the importance of sports as we navigate through challenging times. When did you fall in love with the game of basketball? And what was the moment that you realized that you wanted to play in the NBA? Um, I'd probably say I fell in love with basketball. And I was actually grew up a football fan. Football was my, my, my sport that I was, you know, uh, better in and more naturally gifted in. But I continued to grow. So, you know, basketball, I kind of picked up basketball and, and started taking basketball serious probably around seventh grade is when I kind of really started, you know, playing a lot more. But, you know, back then we just played. It wasn't so much working out. So it was just another sport that I really, you know, took serious. So, um, yeah, and that kind of took me to lucky enough to, to, to be able to make it to the NBA. Wow. And you played on a number of teams and, you know, with some amazing athletes. What do you feel your legacy is in terms of the sport? Just a real guy that was a great teammate. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that played as absolute as hard as he could. Never took a playoff. Never took a game off, and uh, left it all on the court. And in your opinion, when a player is you know going along in their career, what is the process like once you realize that you're going to retire and you're about to transition into that next phase of life? And did you find that hard? Um, my retirement was kind of subtle. I had actually just signed a, a new contract uh, for three years. The beginning of the season, I actually retired. And um, it was just kind of a perfect storm of, you know, winning a championship, although that didn't really pan out the way I'd planned it, but winning a championship, mm-hmm. missing my kids. You know, I was kind of going through a, a, a divorce at the time where I wasn't getting to see my twin sons um, as much as I wanted to. So, you know, I figured that I've got 14 years uh, in the NBA and I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm. Um, I figured it was time to transition to see what was next. So I was actually excited about my transition. Um, so I ended up retiring at 37. Mm. But I started thinking business like what was next. I beat the odds. You know, the average NBA career is only about three years. Yep. At about year 
eight or nine, I started thinking about what was next. Um, so I started kind of investing in things that I enjoyed and I liked and I can use and I can promote. Um, but, you know, most people think that that kind of stuff happens fast. Right. They don't realize how long the process is until you actually, if, if the company makes it, you know, until you start actually making, you know, some real money off it. So, you know, a few business decisions that I had made, you know, four or five years prior me being in my final season when I won a championship started kind of coming to, to fruition and, 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 and showing a little bit of money. So I was just like, you know, now's a great time to retire. And um, my transition ha- has been, you know, smooth for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I've been able to, you know, transition into media and then, uh, you know, social justice and all the things that I'm passionate about, along with obviously, be, first and foremost, being a, you know, a single father of three kids. And I coach my kids and, you know, I'm a very hands on dad with my 18 month old son. So retirement has been amazing. And I feel like I'm going to have a bigger impact um, on the world um, post career than, than during my playing career. And we love seeing you as an analyst on, you know, ESPN for the jump and the get up. And we've actually interviewed and had like Rachel Nichols as our covers and different things like that. What do you like about sports broadcasting? I think it's just uh, uh, what I like to do and why I got into the space was I like to give them the other side from a, a player's point of view. Like what we're thinking with, you know, two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, of a big game or overtime of a big game or how we deal with injuries or how we deal with family and travel. Like you can be a great reporter, but never really be able to give that inside detail because you never played. Yeah. So I think as a player, it's our duty to give the raw and real um, integral details of, of what make makes our job so unique and so special. And I see these days, it's so often so many people that never played the sport, they want to disrespect people and talk crazy about people and kind of don't appreciate how hard it is for us to be in that position in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To be a professional. That's a 1%. We have a better chance of being struck by lightning than being, you know, in the NBA. So just to to kind of give it just a clear cut understanding of, of, of what it's like to, to, to walk in those shoes, but then also being able to talk about it, you know, for the first time we have, not for the first time, it's been slowly, but surely becoming more popular, but we have African-American men that can, you know, get our point across and, and, and we, they don't have to tell our stories anymore. You know, there's so mm-hmm. many guys that have platforms now that have a voice that can really kind of tell our own stories and, and, and sports is just part of it. So what led you to being a part of Hue for Every Man, which is a natural, like multicultural brand? What what stars aligned to do this? And why was that so important that you wanted to be attached to this? Um, well, I was always known um, <laughs> during my career for having like the best haircuts and the cleanest hairline. So it only made sense, you know, when I was approached by Hue and I found out first and foremost, that it was a really good product. But then jessica you know she's been amazing and she pours her heart and soul into this company and it really just she's a blue collar worker you know and that's Mm -hmm. what i was in the nba so part of me really just wanted to help her you know fulfill her dream uh to get this off the ground and uh really see what we can do with it but the multicultural side is you know i'm italian and black you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think how more than ever you know we've been divided and and so many things are targeted for either a white audience or a black audience you know there's no real in between and there's a lot of people that are in between these days you know there's a lot of biracial people out there 
Um, so really it's just, you know, the message for, you know, for every man is, you know, we are at the end of the day, we're all men or we're all human. And it kind of speaks to, you know, more of an understanding of what this country needs right now. Mm. And what are your three favorite go-to products in Hue for Every Man? Um, I use the pomade, but my favorite product is the Awakening Mist. Oh, nice. I'm a cannabis user and I, I smoke throughout the day and the Awakening Mist is always something kind of, you know, refreshes me, obviously, while, you know, helping my skin. And uh, I, I really enjoy it. I, I give it to all my friends and, and they really appreciate it. So those are those are my two favorite, um, along with, you know, the shampoo conditioner, um, mm-hmm. the conditioner. It has a, a really special smell to it that I really like. So, you know, most people, you know, when you get a celebrity or an athlete, they attach their name to it and it's not, you know, maybe even a product they don't use every day, you know. So I'm such a person that's always been real and, and true and, you know, spoke for, you know, spoke my truth that this is something that I really believe in and, and something that I really use. And, you know, I want to, you know, make it work. Are there new products that are about to launch that you can tell us about or are there plans on the horizon? Yeah. yeah so we have a, I'm also going to get into the CBD skincare line. Yes. Um, like a, you know, an advocate of cannabis and realizing how amazing CBD is and continuing to educate people on the plant as a whole. I thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to jump in the space. Um, you know, I've been told I have nice skin, so it kind of just made mm-hmm. sense. And I also realized that there's not really too many people in this space um, that talk, you know, that talk to my demographic, you're not really spoken on, you know. So if I make it hopefully with, with the movement, make it cool to, you know, care about what your appearance is, you know, because most of the time that's something that women do. But uh, men care just as much about their appearance as women do. So if we can do something for lines and, you know, uh, get people on a, you know, a, 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 a cleansing routine and uh, moisturizing, realize how important moisturizing is for your skin. So it's it, it's more on a obviously personal level, but just an education level. We're letting guys know, man, this is the only face we have. Take care of your skin and care about your appearance. I've recently been listening to your podcast, All the Smoke, uh, with you and Stefan Jackson. I think it's such a clever show. How did you come about, like, coming up with the concept, the two of you deciding to work together? And what's your process like in terms of, you know, the different people that you have on the show? Um, It came together. We were former teammates and and one of my closest friends. And we were both respectively working for ESPN and Fox. And I think we should do something together, you know, that, you know, with me being the ESPN at Disney and Fox, who Fox says, we kind of have to kind of walk the line. Mm-hmm. But I know that with a podcast, even though I didn't really know what a podcast was, I know people just freely spoke. And, you know, I think that's something that he and I would be good at. And, uh, you know, we, we tried it. Showtime took a, you know, a chance on us, not really knowing what, what we were capable of. And, you know, we struck gold. We wanted to come in, obviously, as a sports podcast because that's what we're known as, but really kind of shift more to culture as a whole, you right. know, and, and humanize our guests, you know, um, let, let people know the other side of their favorite celebrity athlete or musician or whatever it may be, because, you know, everyone always kind of knows what we're known for. Mm-hmm. I play basketball, perhaps, or someone plays football, you know that, but... <clears throat> What are they really like off the court? What are they into? What are their lives really, day-to-day lives really like? So just humanizing people was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, through our our long careers, we've been able to make a lot of friends and connections. So, you know, a majority of our guests are you know, really all of our guests 
um, you know, we booked ourselves and um, just off personal relationships and, and, and our ability of being real, allowed our guests to somewhat let their wall down and really freely and comfortably speak to us. And it's it's worked. Yeah. Wow. Well, 2020 definitely has been um, a really interesting year between us uh, quarantining with COVID and, and currently we have Black Lives Matter and social justice and the election that's around the corner. And once again, I love seeing on your Instagram that you are out on the forefront doing all of these different things. How important is it for you to use your platform and to push for changes and to get other people to raise awareness, regardless of what, you know, skin tones are, whatever, of, of making sure that this movement keeps progressing? I just think it's important. I, I experienced a lot of racism growing up and it culminated in high school where my high school was nearly, um, you know, it was vandalized and buildings were burnt by the KKK. Mm-hmm. So I faced a lot of racism growing up. So I've always been sensitive to the subject and just to see the current state of America, I think we've never been more divided. Yeah. And you know, things continue to happen that, that, that almost are normal. You know, we normalize, you know, black people being killed now. Even though it's unfortunate, it just happens so much. So I think what happened to George Floyd obviously, you know, boiled not only our country over, but the world over like we've had enough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're upon a big change. And as someone that's always been vocal, I'm speaking on different matters. And this is just something I'm very passionate about. So, you know, I think for the first time in 400 years, the world hears us. Exactly. For the first in particular, the United States, you know what I mean? So now we have to have a plan and, you know, me being using my platform and, and showing people what I'm doing and, and, and trying to educate people. I think we have to have a plan of intelligence. And now that they're listening, what do we want? You know, so the only way we get stuff that we want is to, is to vote. Yep. And I'm, it's not just about voting for the president, but it's about your local, you know, your local level, because people don't know, you know, most laws are made and passed, you know, mm-hmm. on the local and state level. Mm-hmm. Just continuing to educate people and um, try to do my part, get my friends to help and really understand the power of our community. And when we come together, that we can change the world. I, I totally agree. And I, I just think that's so amazing to see everyone, you know, doing that. And in the mix of everything that's going on right now, I'm sure like yourself, we've also enjoyed watching The Last Dance and kind of getting us into getting ready for basketball again. And with the NBA starting up soon, what do you think about, you know, the new format that they're going to do so that we can complete the season and have the playoffs? I think it was it was great. You know, normally when the world's having a crisis, sports is something we can always turn to. And it's been a hell of a 2020, like you mentioned. In 2020, took away sports, you know. So for the NBA to be coming back, um, it's slowly but surely becoming America's pastime. Um, I love that they were able to come to some sort of solution or understanding to get back on the court and, and really start helping the world heal. You know, obviously we have so so far to go, but sports, like I said, has always kind of been the one time everyone could come together. And I think now, the more than ever, that's what we need. So I'm very excited about it and. It wouldn't seem right, you know, if we didn't have a a real champion for this year. So now we're going to get a chance to get that. I love that. And I totally agree. And I'm sure you have a million projects that are coming out, uh, whether it be in front of the camera, behind the camera. Are there things that we can look forward to that we should keep our eyes out for? Yeah, obviously you can catch all the smoke. Um, 
uh, on Showtime right now, although we're in negotiations um, for a new deal, so hopefully that happens. Um, but then they also are continuing to produce and create content um, that I'll start, um, you know, really getting out there on different networks and platforms. This is kind of my new, it, it's taken over my love of sports is just being able to create content, telling true stories, telling real stories, telling inspirational stories. So I'm starting to do that. I just signed with ICM. So they're kind of helping me build my, yep. my goal. That'll be cool. Um, I'm doing a lot of it in the cannabis space right now. Um, you know, trying to educate people on that. So continue to follow that. And then last but not least, you know, educating people in, in a fun way on politics and, and, and teaching them how meaningful it is. And, you know, not so much to, to over, if you, if you're not even overall, passionate and in, 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 in voting for the president or whatever, just find, you know, causes that you're passionate about and vote on those because that's, that's, you know, a small step to getting people first and foremost to register, getting them interested and hopefully getting them really all the way interested in really understanding how powerful their voices are mm. uh, to this country. Well, we always like to end our interviews asking our change makers, which you clearly are, who are you inspired by? Who are three people that have inspired you to be at the point that you're at now? Um, Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. Mm. Um, Obi, rest in peace. Mm. Um, and each guy for their, their dedication and, and focus on their craft and, you know, Nip's ability to, to, to get it out of the mud and, and just their obsessive nature almost beautiful mind to become great and i think both those guys were great in their own way and, and only were to become greater um you know before their both their lives were cut short and the third person i look up to someone like michael strahan someone who was able to be a former athlete speak on sports but then cross over into mainstream media as well mm -hmm. um that i would like to do that you're energized from the insights on today's episode of Tribe Goals. Tribe Goals is a member of the multimedia podcast network Athleisure Studio, part of Athleisure Media and Athleisure Mag. Make sure to follow us and to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Himalaya, and Stitcher Premium. Visit us at athleisurestudio.com backslash tribe goals and follow us on Instagram at tribe.goals to see new episodes of Tribe Goals, as well as to see what other shows we have launched throughout our network. Tribe Goals is hosted by me, Kimmy Smith, and is executive produced by Paul Farkas and myself. Our theme music, Rough and Deep, is performed by Juggling. I'll be back with our next Tribe Goals guest. <laughs>